Greetings, my excellent friends. I'm Kirby, and it is time for episode 66, another Sunday Comics episode. And we've had a little break this week, you know, holiday week, being busy, and Anchor being down for a little bit, uh, but we're back. We'll get back in a routine, back on a roll, back to the way it should be. What better way to start the day than starting out with some Garfield comics? John and his friend hanging out with Odie and Garfield, sitting on the couch. Odie's on his friend's lap. Garfield's on John's lap. John says, did you ever own a cat, Lyman? He says, I grew up with four of them. What were their names? Let's see. There was Cat, 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 and Cat. No names? John says. What's the use of naming a pet that won't come when you call it? John says, good point. Yeah, we can call our cat a hundred different names. Doesn't really matter to his real names. Let me kill Meiser. He still responds only when he wants to respond. All right, let's do another one here. Garfield uh, staring at Odie. Odie's got his tongue out. Drool dripping off his tongue. Garfield sticks his tongue out and puts his hands up in his ear and does the. And does some weird little monster faces and stuff. And Odie gets all happy and excited. Garfield keeps making monster faces and goofy faces. All of a sudden, they're both rolling on the floor laughing. John picks up the phone, calls someone, and says, Hello, Funny Farm, do you take pets? Uh, if only they are always good playing with themselves so you didn't have to always deal with them. Them little headaches. Alright, see if we get back to these or not. Because we didn't have such a promising day today with the regular comics. They were pretty sad. But first, check out some Heathcliff. See what he's been up to. Heathcliff's at a dog show, putting his hand on his nose, and his other hand's got a thumb down gesture as the judge is looking at a dog, and judge says, I'll do the judging if you don't mind. There you go. Heathcliff, I don't know, did I just say Garfield? <laughs> or Heathcliff? I might have. They look the same. Same type of cat. Orange tabbies or whatever. Alright. Yeah, Heathcliff coming in. His owner's sitting there going through mail. He says, what's this bill? Bill for $50 from the carpenter. Bears on Heathcliff's scratching post. Yeah, ours is, our main post could use a repair. It's starting to look pretty sad. Cat's just shredding it up. But it's better than all the furniture he's trying to shred, too. All right, yeah. 
I think I said Garfield again. <laughs> I got MS brain really bad today. <laughs> My mind's just all over the place. All right, Heathcliff's walking past a really shaky dog. Just enjoying his day. Once Heathcliff gets past the dog, mouse pops out of the hairy thing. Basically looks like doesn't it from the Adams family. So hairy. Hey, Heathcliff's at the jailhouse in the fingerprint bureau room. Putting his paw prints all over the sheets that say Heathcliff Nutmeg, if you didn't know what his actual name is. And cop pops his head in the door and says, is he back again? He is. He's up to trouble like most cats. Yeah. Got the owner working on the elbow of the um, water pipe drain, the rain runoff drain. I can't think of the name for it right now. Eaves troughs. <laughs> and Heathcliff's just laying there. And he says, I should be able to fix this. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Heathcliff gets angry and leans up against him. Pardon me. <laughs> Heathcliff's coming home. Two kids sitting on the front porch. Heathcliff's got a bird cage wrapped around his body. Heathcliff's little kid says, uh-oh. Someone's missing a bird. Yeah. Yeah. Guy sitting outside with a scrubber talking to a lady in a window, a dog sitting just outside a big thing of water. Guy says, I give up. I can't get Rufus into the tub. Rufus starts looking around all scared, jumps into the tub, hides under the water, and then you see Heathcliff walking by. Heathcliff is one cat that pretty much Rolls of dogs, that's for sure. All right. Got Heathcliff at an aquarium. Two guys staring into the aquarium. Says, one of our sharks is missing. As you see Heathcliff walking by with a fin sticking up out of his back. Under where the shark was. Okay. Yeah, Fido sitting out in the rain next to his doghouse, getting sopping wet. Looking all sad. And the rain finally starts to stop. And you see a little hand pop out of Fido's doghouse. And then the sun starts shining. And Heathcliff comes walking out. Yeah, you got Christmas wreath in the window. Christmas tree behind the old man. Got some cash in his hand. Sitting at his desk. Thinking, says, let's see, we give $5 to the mailman, $5 to the sanitation man. And he looks over at Heathcliff as Heathcliff pops up, says, and oh yes, $5 to the dog catcher. Uh, yeah. We got... 
couple at Phil's Photoshop with their kid. While mom and the kid and Heathcliff's behind the curtains getting in trouble. And the cameraman's holding up a little flash bar with a little bird sitting on it. And he says, now watch the birdie, son. As the kid gets all worried and scared because Heathcliff's about to snatch the bird off the thing. Heathcliff with his little devil cliff on one shoulder and angel Heathcliff on the other shoulder. Uh, just hanging over the top of a fishbowl looking down at the fish. And the devil Heathcliff says, do it, Heathcliff. Angel says, don't do it, Heathcliff. Next segment, you see the bowl without the fish and the angel Heathcliff just sitting in it, drowning away. Uh, yeah, Heathcliff sitting in the baby carriage, which the little girl always takes Heathcliff, dresses him up like a baby and takes him around the neighborhood. Two guys walk in with a big sign that says, Vote Schmidlap. And Schmidlap's all rattled and all his clothes is all tethered and ripped up. And underneath the thing it says, Well, so much for kissing babies. I'm kissing Heathcliff and Heathcliff just... Alright. Heathcliff... Sitting over a dumpster that he tipped, a garbage can that he tipped over, make with a meal on the, the plate that he's put together. Two garbage men looking over from the Department of Sanitation. The one garbage man says, You wouldn't believe the stuff he finds in a garbage can. Got himself a nice little lobster dinner going. Great. Yeah, the old man looking at his bird feeder. You see Heathcliff's face and nose peeking out of it, tail hanging out underneath the bird feeder. Old man says, get out of that bird feeder. Perfect little hiding spot just waiting for him to come and eat. Mine does that a lot. Just sits right, right around the corner from the bird food, just waiting to pounce on the birds. Uh, yep, the old guy's coming down the stairs into the basement. Heathcliff's playing pool with a mouse, shooting it into a pocket with the pool cue, and it says, We get an occasional mouse in the basement. And typical cat plays with the mouse instead of taking it out. Uh, yet two old guys sitting behind the fish counter. One's reading a paper. One says, what's your horoscope for today? Other one says, avoid confrontation with one who is small, but wiser than yourself. As you see Heathcliff casually strolling into the fish market to steal himself some fish. <clears throat> All right. So let's get to the sad comics for the week. Pretty pathetic. Need about two pages to find anything worth reading. Now we have problems even finding the ones I marked. All right, yeah. Got get fuzzy. 
cat's sitting there saying, Rob, 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 Robert, Rob, 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 Rob. Rob wakes up, says, what? Cat says, emergency, get up. We're out of wet food. Oh, for what time is it? Food o'clock, Cat says. Two ways we can go about this one. You can get up for five minutes and feed me. Or B, I can eat carpet fibers until I throw up on your computer. He says, just go have some dry food for one. Cat says, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. He says, beat it. Cat says, I prefer not to bring violence into this equation, but if I don't get my way, I'll do things to Satchel that he won't understand. As you see the dog all scared outside the door, he's like, what did I do? <laughs> oh, cats are such little pricks in the morning. Uh, ours is... Got chased around, hid behind the furniture at five o'clock this morning. I drag him out, and then at five thirty, he went back upstairs. And I threw my cam, missed him, and hit my poor wife. <laughs> uh, it's her cat, so I guess she kind of deserves it too. All right, yeah, Mother Goose and Grim. Grim sitting there. Outside the door, he's got himself a little critter next to him. Mother Goose is sitting there up in the ceiling, feet hanging down. She got scared and jumped. Grim says, Mom, I think it's a squirrel. But he doesn't have a bushy tail. It's a big rat. Hey, yeah, Pickles. Grandpa and the grandkids sitting on the front porch. Grandpa, you and Grandma have been married a long time, haven't you? Yes, indeed. We sure have. She used to always make, ask me, you guys shut the door up there. All right, start this over. Yeah, people sneaking down into the basement. Get, don't want to get them recorded on here. Okay, we're well doing pickles again. <laughs> Grandpa and the grandkids sitting on the front porch. It says, Grandpa, you and Grandma have been married a long time, haven't you? Grandpa says, yes, indeed we sure have. She used to always ask me, what are you thinking, Earl? For some reason, she always wanted to know what I was thinking. Grandkid says, doesn't she do that anymore? Grandpa says, nope. She finally realized that, generally speaking, I'm not thinking anything. Suppose <laughs> those weren't that bad. All right. We got Beetle Bailey. Yeah, Beetle being choked by Sarge. Sarge says, you stupid jerk. I'll beat you silly. And uh, uh, 
military priest comes running. He says, hold it, Sarge. Remember what I told you about using violence? Words are much more effective. Words help solve problems. And you see Sarge screaming at all kinds of different things at Beetle. You see knives, daggers, skulls, crossbones, stars, all kinds of little symbols. You can just imagine what he's yelling at Beetle. And the priest is covering his ears. He says, not those words. And then you see Beetle all twisted and mangled, just laying on the ground, saying, give me sticks and stones. Your words are killing me. <laughs> all right. Foxtrot. Got the boy coming up to the girl. He says, what you doing? She says, writing my proposal for a new season of American Horror Story. It's about a family trapped at home during a pandemic. And they only have one television. And the mother goes insane and becomes a remote hogging reality TV junkie. So the only shows playing every night are stupid things like 90 Day Dancing on Masked Bachelor. Masked Bachelor Island. And you see this little thing from the TV that says, Next on 90 Day Dancing on Masked Bachelor Island. The boy says, Sounds terrifying. How's it end? She says, I haven't figured that out yet. Oh, that would be scary just being stuck in a home full of people that watch that kind of shit. Hey, I'm Dustin. I got a guy at the pharmacy talking to the pharmacy clerk. Says that cholesterol drug is expensive. You know if there's an alternative? She says the best alternative is diet and exercise. And he gets a look on his face, and the next panel says, "Can I pay for these chips here as well?" She says, sure thing. <laughs> Nothing. We want the easy way out. Give us the medication. We don't want to work for it. All right. Hagar the Horrible. Final one for this week. On this page. Yeah, Lucky Eddie and Hagar sitting at the bar. Lucky Eddie says, I'd like to talk to you about my career. Hagar says, go right ahead, Lucky Eddie. Lucky Eddie says, several years ago, you offered me a steady job and a chance to learn a trade. Remember? Yes. And I must say you've done very well. He says, thank you. But now I'm ready for the next big step. Hagar says, what's that? I want to start getting paid. Sheesh. Why are you people in such a hurry? Hagar just doesn't like to share his wealth. All right, that was our sad week of comics this week. I'd like to throw in a little thing about if you're into the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they got a nice little hard, tiny hardcover book out there called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, The Guide to a Bodacious Life. This is a fun little book, just giving you all kinds of little quips from the 
first two movies, their excellent event, adventure in the bogus journey. You can get create your own band name. You can learn how to speak like Bill and Ted. Learn how to have a most excellent adventure. Uh, you can check out Napoleon's favorite snack. Five things you should know about time travel. And what to do if you have a crush on a totally excellent person. Uh, fact and or fiction from water parks. What to do if your future self suddenly appears and says a bunch of stuff you totally don't understand. Uh, how to total, Here's a totally awesome marriage proposal you can use. Uh, what to do if you're replaced by an evil robot from the future. Uh, it's just... All kinds of fun little things. So if you like Bill and Ted's, that's something nice to enjoy. Something simple for the adults or the kids. A uh, little MS talk today, I guess, since we had a week out. A couple weeks ago on our Wednesday podcast, the other Under the Cowl podcast that we do, David brought up a Question I really don't think I've ever addressed addressed, but uh I was mentioning about getting my needles put into my feet. Really two to three inch long needles and I'd work it back and forth in the pain area so you feel it going through that nice bruised area. And he asked, it's like was it more painful having the needle shoved in and out of there, or is it main more painful dealing with the pain? like I never really explained MS pain but it's a more real pain than pains I had in my younger days Uh, I've had every type of pain you could think of pretty much but uh, our nerves and stuff they can feel like they're going through a pain without actually going through the pain. And it feels like you are actually going through the pain. And when I say I literally feel like my bone, my leg bone sometimes when I'm dealing with the crampings and stuff and the major pains in them, it can feel like the lower leg bone is split vertically and being pulled apart. If you ever took a bone and pulled it apart and just crudely cut into it and pulled it apart, you'll see little like sinew strands of the bone that kind of like stay connected and pull. You feel all that. You feel all those little bone segments being torn and ripped. Uh, when I say I'm getting poked by a bunch of little minions with ice picks. It feels like that old metal pick is getting shoved into the flesh and in through my muscle and into the bone or scraping the bone. Uh, you had, I talked about the knife pains, the three to five to inch knives getting shoved into your chest or your sides or your legs and stuff. It literally feels like the knife is cutting through the flesh and cutting into the muscle and I've 
get the feelings where skin's being like someone's grabbing a little, little flap of skin that's a couple inches wide and it's pulling and it's ripping my skin off my body. Uh, when I'm getting hammer pains, it feels like someone's actually hitting me with a sledgehammer smacking me and it goes deep into the body and a lot of pains I have you have that instant common I'm going to try and relieve it by rubbing or massaging stuff but for some reason the pains are so deep or they're not acknowledged because they're coming from the from our brain and our brain's telling our body that we're going through that and no matter what we're going to feel that pain or I'm going to feel that pain I don't know if I can't speak for others, but that's how it feels for me. Uh, burning, tingling needles, it feels, yes, like I actually have a bunch of big, bunch of needles being shoved into me as, as, um, my flesh feels like I just walked across burning coals. Uh, the cramping, I mean, I, my childhood cramping was nothing. Nothing compared to the cramping now. It's like, I don't know why, but it amps up in the fall for me with the cramping issues. And it's like today at five o'clock this morning, that's why I had to deal with the cat. I woke up and my toes were curling and buckling as my ankle was cramping and my front shin was cramping and had that split bone feeling at the same time I got a cramp going on in the groin and my knee this is thankfully all in my left leg today whereas yesterday I had an episode where it was in both you're trying to walk when both are cramping and it's hard as hell to stand up straight to start with then you're trying to get the leg straight and you can't straighten either leg out so you can't stand on them so you can't stand on them you can't stand up, and if anybody knows anything about a cramp, you got a cramp. You got to straighten that thing out. I used to be able to go walk on cold surfaces and stuff, but I've been walking barefoot outside. Nothing's happening. The cramp's just not going away. I've used work and stuff. The, the cramp eventually dissipates, but Theraworks doesn't do anything instant. My wife bought some other ointment that I tried once so far. I want to try it some more times, but just so hard when you're just fighting those cramps and you got to try and put the ointments on your legs and stuff. Once you bend over after you've straightened up a little bit, it just increases the cramp pain and stuff. A couple of days ago, I had one of the fun ones where it gets in my knee and my knee had about a ping pong size muscle uh, spasm going during it. Whereas I could just watch it and it would suck in <laughs> half a half circle of a ping pong ball would suck into the side of my knee and pop out, suck in. Pop out. I just kept doing that, spasming. That was fun. You can't do nothing about those. Uh, I was trying to do some. Worked the other day and my hands basically started doing a thing where all the fingers start to cross and they can't, you gotta peel them apart, but as soon as you let go, they just go right back to their 
crossed position and stuff and curled up and it's just I used to be a mechanic and now I'm lucky if I can get through two screws or bolts before my hands just totally lock up arms and forearms and all that will spasm and lock up it just your joints literally feel like they're there is no joint it's just straight bones and stuff and you gotta fight to just break them loose and get them going again uh, neck will lock up I'll have someone stabbing me right down in the spine, top of the spine and I've had moments where you well of course the MS hug that's a fun one that's sometimes feels like just lungs are closing up sometimes it feels like a gorilla just grabbed me and is crushing me at other times or it feels like mistress of the dark just Reaching from be- around me from behind and just shoving a knife right down through my chest. It's just all kinds of fun little things like that. But yeah, it's there's more, any more pains that we'll talk about over the year. Over the well, I say years. I don't know how long this podcast will go. We'll see. But we're running out of time. So remember, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes and dudettes. And we'll see you again soon or talk to you again soon.